Hey kids, it's your old pal Gorag the Slayer, coming to you pre-recorded live from Tonic Age Studio in beautiful Pasadena, Texas. If you want to take part in the show, and I'm saying that on my knees practically begging, you would basically be taking it out of the hands of these amateurs. You can send news stories or friend questions, or even a typed out pat on the back to rotwpodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you would, por favor, subscribe and review on iTunes, because it'll make everybody here feel all important and shit. And as usual, the show is brought to you by LoneStarButtons.com. Lone Star Buttons is a custom button manufacturer, so if you need anything that you've created in a round form to be printed and fashioned into a button, contact Adam Stimpy Jones at info at LoneStarButtons.com. Adam offers his buttons in multiple sizes and shapes. All of his shit is made in the USA. He has tons of experience and he's easy to work with. He's very reliable, more reliable than I am. And also, Lone Star Buttons is a small business, so you're not buying into the big corporate custom button machine. Also, if you want to order something, or just, you know, shoot the shit with Adam Stimpy Jones, you can call him on your pocket computer at 281-798-1996. Tell him Goreg sent you, and you want to suck on those hairy tits. He's got hairy tits, trust me. And his hairy tits feature the Goreg seal of approval. Alright, that's it for me. Enjoy the show. Hey everybody, thanks for listening to Revenge of the World Podcast, episode 60. I'm your host, as usual, Gabriel Dieter. And sitting in the sidecar is my co- my usual cohort, Brennan. Bitchin' Brennan Birch. God <laughs> damn it! Man, you were just blowing it left and right this morning. Uh, Afternoon. Damn it! <laughs> Jess, I hope you're not listening to this. Uh, and as our guest, back on the show from, what, six episodes ago? uh c cj parking snake menard <laughs> it was free parking snake at aol.com <laughs> yeah it's my how's old it? my old handle <laughs> how's it going guys it's going all right uh awful <laughs> oh yeah yeah it's had been, a rough week it's been a rough week man. yeah rough. you know it was a pretty shitty week but the weekend has made up for it for once yeah yeah friday was good uh let's see had had a death in my family yeah and so you know mo- most of the week has been kind of revolved around dealing with that so you know, really really rough week and then friday napalm death the melvins and melt banana came on one show an early show that started at six o'clock it was glorious it was out by 10 it was like the perfect old man rock show holy crap then we met up with some friends had a couple drinks and then went and saw akira at midnight at the river oaks it was like the best afternoon and then the next day was a funeral so it's Emotional roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you looked like shit yesterday, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I couldn't figure out which of the two. <laughs> I mean, it was it was played just, the biggest part. It was just a combination of like it was like life was just really rough, uh-huh. and then I had a really good day, and I was out until four o'clock in the morning, and then life continued to be rough. So yeah, I, I basically I look like a twelve year old that's had a really <laughs> rough life right now. <laughs> yeah, like that's it's pretty accurate. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say comparatively, my my week was not really that bad. Well, no, so. you you did have a pretty heavy April Fool's prank happen. Oh yeah, let's talk about that. Well, it wasn't a meant to be prank. It was a uh, uh, life played a prank on us at home on April Fool's. Uh, I was at work, um, and uh, I was already pretty exhausted because I had gotten called out the night before for the third time that week. And uh, woke up that morning. Everything felt fine. Wasn't planning on fucking with anybody for April Fools or anything like that. And my wife calls me very, very upset because uh, she backed over a can of orange spray paint oh. in the garage, and she has a very beautiful, solid black uh, Dodge Charger that now had a uh, a lovely sunset effect. 
<laughs> going up the side of the door and on one of her tires. It's one of those 90s custom paint jobs. Oh, it was fantastic. No, uh, so, God, I made all kinds of calls trying to figure out where we could get it cleaned. And I just, I went and bought some things. I watched, you know, YouTube videos and went over and tried to clean it. Got just all these different things. And finally, what ended up taking most of it off was a, was gasoline. I just really? had, yeah. Wow. I had to, we just... You rub it on there, the paint comes off, and then you immediately wash the gasoline off so it doesn't mess with the clear coat. But, yeah. I mean, you have to kind of even look hard to see. There's still a few spots on there, but yeah, it was wow. just, I mean, it wasn't even solid anywhere. It was just all dots like this size on this grid. Just itty bitty little pinpoint dots. Yeah. <laughs> all over the place. Stippled. Yeah. <laughs> so nice uh, orange on the car. Some places you got to spend big money to get that effect. Yeah, yeah. that's true. But hey, just. Now we know, just put a can of spray paint behind your tire. Yeah. Yeah. Was, uh, she must have been pretty upset at you. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, she was, I mean, she was pretty upset. I mean, it's not like it was exactly like 100% my fault. It's, it's my fault because I had the spray paint stored in the garage. But I mean, the only thing I can think of is maybe like, because there's this neighborhood cat that gets in my garage sometimes when uh -huh. I leave the door open. And I think he must have knocked it over because I keep all my stuff stored. Yeah. Like well away from the car. I have no idea how I got there. Mm. So it feels too much like that's so specific though. That feels like a prank. It really does. It, it uh, has to have been like a neighborhood kid or something. I know it wasn't either of my kids because my kids cannot tell a lie or hold anything in. I mean, they both would have been screaming and crying and apologizing right when it happened. So, yeah. But yeah, I mean, the thing is, I know that it was my can of paint because if it had been anything other than Rust Oleum, I would have known for a fact that it was a prank. Right. But it was my can of paint. So, hmm. But who knows? We got it. We got most of it off. So maybe you have a ghost. He's a little bit of a jerk. You know, that's funny that you bring that up. Really? Well, yeah. We call our ghost Isaac. Save it for tenfold. Time. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm riveted. We're going here. Well, <laughs> ready? Um, you're easily riveted, my friend. We were playing uh, Cards Against Humanity one time, and you know we always play with a, a random. You know, so everybody puts their card in, and then you're familiar with how to play the game, right? Uh, yes. I've okay. So everybody puts their card in and then we take the top off the draw deck. And a lot of times that's like the best answer is the random one. Yeah. And so, uh, one night they were particularly, uh, perfect answers mm. like over and over. And so uh, I think maybe it was Laura said, all right, fine. Maybe there's a ghost in the house. And if there is a ghost, the next card that gets, uh, that gets picked that, uh, that has a name on it. That's the name of the ghost. Yeah. And then like the next one we picked was a random and it had the name Isaac on it. Yeah. What? And so we were really creeped out. And so now we call him Isaac and uh, <laughs> he's, he's playful. Yeah. I mean, he's good at cards against humanity. I mean, he obviously likes a joke. Yeah. I can't even think of anything else that we've blamed on him recently, but I mean, I don't know, like one of Laura's earrings went missing and then it just reappeared where it belonged. <laughs> so, you know, it's little, little cheeky things. We blame huh. it on Isaac. Hmm. So now you guys know. No, that wasn't as good of a story as I was hoping it was going to be. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what do you want, man? <laughs> Chairs moving across the, the living room. Look, if there's not a portal, if there's not like some sort of slime, I'm not interested. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, he, he killed my dog? No, that didn't happen. <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> See, now you're, now you're just, you don't have to lie to make friends. <laughs> you guys. Well. So what about you, Gabe? How's it been going for you? What have you been uh, to? Good. Um, <laughs> I lost a show. So yeah. this is... In theory, episode sixty-one, but we're oh. gonna call it episode sixty. Yeah, so that was a it's a pretty good show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris was on, and we talked about Latino Film Festival and all that shit. Did you you didn't lose the Latino Film Festival stuff? Did you? No. Okay. Every, see, everybody's asking me. Well, I mean, people want to hear <laughs> those interviews. Lose, you didn't lose those interviews, did you? <laughs> ah, no. Calm down, everybody. Sorry, sorry. the interviews are safe. Yeah. Okay, good. And they're uh, good ones too. They're yeah, good ones. They're okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, they're good. Uh, I should. I think Mike's gonna come on this week, and I'll I'll uh, have him on that episode. So yeah. Okay. We'll cover that then. That's it. <laughs> That's it for me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, I just I've been really sore for a couple of days. Like since that that show. Like, I, if it re it literally feels like I have a footprint on my back. Did you get because hit? Someone. Yeah. Yeah. From like the uh, you know from like I went you know saw Napalm Death this week and someone used your back as a ladder. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, what did somebody? Yeah, I mean, I was right up front, so I mean, I was too. Yeah, I mean, and you know, did you go together? Yeah, yeah. Did you see each other there? Yeah, yeah we, we were together. We were, okay. we, we were together. Just, so you're you telling know. the audience? Yeah. Okay. Audience. So, well, I didn't know that you were got looking right at him. On or I was there too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you were, did you have a good time? <laughs> 
It did. It was great. But yeah, and I have a pretty, I have a bruise probably like the size of like a 50 cent piece on my chest. Just like a circle. It looks like I got shot with a paintball. Oh man. It's kind of weird. But yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm getting, I think I'm getting to be too old to be in the front of this show. It's, it's getting difficult. I mean, I can do it for one, maybe two full songs at most before I'm just, I got to take a break. Yeah. You know, and I'm just like, come on guys, stop, (laughs) stop hitting me in the back. Yeah. Trying to pay attention here, you know. <laughs> I'm trying to listen to the music. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, there at the end, I didn't even see the, like the last few songs they played. I just heard them because yeah. I uh, I went outside and it was hot and you know tired of getting squished. Yeah. So uh, I went outside and was just standing around. I ended up talking to this dude that had just moved here from DC. He's like a special ed teacher. Oh yeah. And we just like talked about like kids with autism wow. and stuff, and it was pretty good. <laughs> That sounds awesome. He's like, he's like, oh yeah, but you 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 play music, and I was like, yeah, a little bit. And he goes, yeah, man, I've been looking for somebody to jam. Let me give me, let me give me you, uh, let me give you my number. And I pulled out my phone. And I looked at him, and I was like, dude, I will never ever call you. I'm not, I'm not even gonna lie to you. <laughs> it's like I've gotten so many people's numbers this way, and I never ever. He's like, I, I can, I can respect that. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> So I think your name was Todd. If you're listening, it was great to meet you. If your name wasn't Todd, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I, I had been drinking. I didn't enter your information into my phone. I feel really bad. Uh, like after we, after that show, we went to, where uh, we go? We went to the West Alabama Ice House for a minute. And then we went over to Harp to meet up with a friend of ours. And like, I've met Cameron's girlfriend a couple of times and I forget her name every single time. And like Kimbry. Yeah. Kimbry. Yeah. But like every like every single time, like you know, I acknowledge that I, I'm sorry, I forgot your name. But she's getting visibly more annoyed every time I see her. <laughs> so like, I don't know. I, I'm getting I'm getting really bad about that too. Like I used to be great about remembering people's names, and it used to really bother me when people did the same. Like uh, who was it? Uh, kimchi. Uh, if you're listening, <laughs> Kimchi. <laughs> Brennan has a significant amount of head trauma from skating. Yeah. So. <laughs> But uh, there was somebody that used to do it to me. It was uh, one of your friends. It was, uh, I think it was that that, that Michael T guy. Uh-huh. Like, Michael I met, Tarani. yeah, I met him, like, five or six times, and every single time, he's like, oh, it's nice to meet you, and it drove me insane, because I was like, <laughs> also dude. Also a skater. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's another thing. So, you know, he's an old skater, punk rock guy. He understands, but, yeah, it's just like, you know, it used to really, really bother me, like, I was like, dude, I've sat at your house across from the table and, like, drawn with you, like, several times. You've been over to our house. We've met, you know? That's and, like, uh, uh, I don't want to say his name, but guy that we used to work with uh, called you, anytime he brought you up to me, called you Brannon to me. <laughs> your name is on your shirt. Yeah. And he would call you Brannon. Yeah. Every time. Every time. <laughs> and I, and I, would, I would somehow figure out a way to like say your name in the next sentence without being yeah. like you're stupid you know you're not <laughs> yeah. saying it right i'd be like oh yeah yeah uh, brennan says blah you know yeah you just kind of look at me like God, well, dude. <laughs> that's been the story of my life my whole life I, i've been brandon you know since i was a child yeah and i've just learned to accept it but <laughs> i used to work with a guy that uh called me grable grable <laughs> grable grable's not even a name <laughs> so I, I took that as my nickname grable grable dilder it's like your orc name <laughs> uh what mm. oh, man <laughs> i've been spending i've been spending too much money on uh copic markers oh yeah yeah you liking them i love them they just don't love how much they cost but they're refillable they are refillable so and that's the initial investment yeah, is what it, kills you it's really not that it's really not that bad when you look at it that way especially like i had one of the uh liner pens and the nib went bad on it actually that's a funny story all the pins that we used to draw that picture of Suk, yeah, all of them ruined. Every single one of them. Really? Huh? The marker, everything. Well, Jason didn't realize that the paper we were drawing on was watercolor paper, uh-huh. and it's super soft, and we were trying to ink with these pins, and every line we would make was taking the paper off, and it was getting up in the nib of the pen. I had a whole box of pens and Sharpies and everything that will not write at all after we did that on that paper. Mm. It was really bizarre. Yeah. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. But uh, yeah, I just replaced the nib on that pen and i think it was three dollars yeah to replace it and that pen's like a nine dollar pen that's all it did what kind of watercolor paper i'm not sure but it was super soft i mean that that's what happened i had uh all those uh little like the prismacolor pens the you know all the different fine tips and all mm-hmm. that we went through every single one of them dead because hmm. i use watercolor paper for everything and weird marker for everything yeah, yeah. i don't know huh. interesting um yeah copics are a big investment are you buying them a little at a time yeah. or are you getting like 
Just um, I buy it two hundred. No, <laughs> I mean I've probably I've, I've spent a lot over time on them, but uh, I try to buy them in whatever sets I can get them in, and then um, if there's like a specific color I need, I'll go and buy the color that I need, and then maybe like one darker and one lighter, so I can do some shading with it or whatever. But uh, I try to use coupons, you know, so I'll buy them like each day, so I can keep using that same coupon, oh, <laughs> at cool. Michaels or Hobby Lobby or whatever, yeah. and. Uh, yeah. I saw some uh, used on Craigslist once, and they were way below market value. Really? I just didn't have the 70 bucks. For, I think there were like 40 of them. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah I good. mean, I just spent $34 on four of them the other day. Oh, wow. So they're eight bucks a pop, you know? Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's ridiculous. I, I, I found all kinds of sites that sell them for considerably cheaper. Yeah. Every single one of them, everything's backordered with uh, indefinite dates. <laughs> They they have one competitor, but I don't remember what they're called. Um, if anybody knows, comment on the fucking podcast. Let us know, <laughs> or just keep it to yourself and don't tell anyone. <laughs> just be that person. Yeah, be a dick. Why don't if you, you want to be that kind of person? I mean, it's your karma, bro. So uh, I noticed this show's kind of low energy today, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It, has everyone been kicked in the nuts lately? Ah, uh, man, I, I've just. This last week has just been so freaking emotionally draining. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess like to go a little more into it. Yeah. My stepmom passed away. So it was like, you know, like everything is just completely like, um, it's, not, it's not even like so much like myself that I'm worried about. Cause I mean, yeah, you know, she, she and I were close, you know, she's been around for like half of my life. Right. And you know, she was always like a positive person in my life, but I'm more worried about my dad. Mm -hmm. You know, this is like the first time he's been alone since maybe like 1994. Yeah. You know, and, and that it, house must be pretty different. Yeah. Now that she's not there. Yeah. It's like, the, you know, and the whole energy of everything changes your life. You know, I mean, that's a, that's way beyond like a breakup, you know? I mean, right. like, just like imagine like the worst breakup you've ever been through. And then just knowing like that person's never coming back to this earth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's just like, that's a lot to deal with. And I don't know. I'm, I'm it's weird to watch a parent go through that too. Yeah. You know, that's, and that's not a, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even compare it to a breakup because it wasn't anyone's decision. No. I mean, know? and, and like the thing is like, you know, we, we knew it was coming, you know, she, she had been chronically ill forever, you know, pretty much almost the entire time that I've known her. Yeah. And like through one thing or another, like she, uh, about 15 years ago, she had a brain tumor and she survived that, you know? And, you know, she's just and like, you know, through that, she lost some motor skills and stuff. But, you know, as she got older, she also, you know, start, she kind of came down with COPD. That's the thing that's like, you know, kind of hereditary in her family. And it's exacerbated by smoking. Like she was a very heavy smoker. So, I mean, whenever, whenever it finally came down and it was like so bad, they, they knew that it was going to happen, you know, sometime within like 18 months or something like that. You know, that's pretty much what they gave her. But it's just, it's weird. I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't even know where I'm going with this. I'm just bringing on this crazy, depressing thing. No, that's cool, man. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, it's just like, you know, it's like we knew it was coming, but we didn't, you know? So it's like, it's, it's just not real until it happens. Yeah. And then you just got to deal with it. I don't know. Yeah. You can be prepared, you, you, you can, but you can't. If you listen really closely, you can just hear this show grinding to a screeching halt. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Just like a train with rusty brakes. <laughs> it doesn't have to all be fun and games. No, it doesn't. Oh, that's the thing is, Mike, most of it's not fun and games. We just talk about like horrible things. Most <laughs> horrible things in Bigfoot. That's pretty much it. It's like that show, uh, what, Louie. You know? How's your diarrhea? Right. How's my diarrhea? Oh, yeah, that's what's a good your one. number? What, what's your level? Uh, it's pretty well gone. I mean, I'm, I'm good to go. I mean, like, the, the, it was getting worse, like, over the course of the past week. So everything else going on, I also had screaming diarrhea the whole time. <laughs> it's clearly <Man>. stress-related. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's very much stress-related. But that, I mean, also, like, I've been, like, not taking care of myself as good as I had been either, mm -hmm. you know, just eating crappy food and drinking soda and stuff and just not doing well. And I don't know. But I've, I've here in the past couple of days, I've kind of eased off a bit and now I'm starting to feel better. But yeah. Sweet. So what about you, CJ? How's your diarrhea? Oh, uh... I don't really get diarrhea very often, but I do uh, have to stay away from coffee. I, I discovered it's like instantaneous. Yeah, really. Yeah, it's the worst. Can't do it. It just and I mean, I can have a little bit of coffee yeah. within an hour. It feels like I have knives in my stomach and I'm <laughs> down for the count. How about you, Gabe, how's your diarrhea? Yeah. Uh, well, I have I ate a lot of uh, Reese's uh, cereal last night. Whoa. <laughs> and uh, playing with fire, man. Yeah. <laughs> The result was not a solid bell movement. <laughs> man, that's a double whammy for me because there's milk in that too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Oh. Man, I don't know what I would do if I couldn't have dairy. Yeah. Because I, I already don't 
have very many food groups that I eat from, and dairy is yeah. a pretty big part of my life. Well, like the other day, like uh, I went out with a friend of mine, and we went to that Fat Cat Creamery place and ate ice cream. And like, I just totally ate ice cream. Like, that's gonna be an okay thing for me to do. <laughs> and it was not an okay, it's thing. not an okay thing for me to do. <laughs> Okay, and like the thing is, you know, whenever you're whenever you're out with a lady, you know, there, there's always like a certain amount of pretending that you don't have to fart. Uh huh. And when you're lactose intolerant and you've just ingested a Mexican coat float, and <laughs> that's a rough afternoon. <laughs> and with that, it's time for the news. <laughs> we all know what time it is. It's time for the news. Gabriel Dieter and friends. Okay, as usual, lately there's an overabundance of Trump news. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I hope no one is as sick as I am of talking about this dirt bag. Yeah. Or listening about talk about this dirt bag. Actually it's kind of funny, uh at the Napalm Death Show, uh Whenever they were kind of in between songs, the singer uh, Barney Greenway was saying, uh, "What he, he said something about, uh, yeah, this Donald Trump guy. Uh, what did he say? Uh, I can't remember exactly. He said, what uh, he said if he wasn't so ridiculous, I would be offended by him. Yeah, <laughs> uh-huh. that's coming from Barney. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's pretty meaningful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's get to the, let's just start with the funny shit. His star on the Walk of Fame has been shat upon." physically shat upon so much (laughs) that they're contemplating removing it yeah uh the was the hollywood uh historic society is like it's people have been defacing it so much like people have just been stopping and like peeing on it and like pooping on it and like spray painting it and like writing fascist and just every single day Uh like since this man has been running for president there's a picture of like one of the spider-man guys you know like the superhero guys he's just like Uh giving the star the finger Mm -hmm. you know and that's pretty bad you know (laughs) But yeah, it's just like it's been defaced so many times they're just like done with cleaning it up. Who who stands in front of man's Chinese theater and just takes down their pants and drops a log on a star? <laughs> or maybe people are saving it up. I don't even like to poop in a bathroom when there's like another person like peeing outside the stall. Me either. <laughs> How can you just poop on a sidewalk, man? That takes that takes a level of self confidence that I don't think I'll ever have. Um, I don't know, man. Maybe we maybe I, I we think don't. It takes a level of bowel movement that you don't. Have. Well, I don't know. I mean, you I have just pretty spray it down. Yeah, I have, some... I have pretty intense diarrhea. You know, I mean, I, I theoretically, you know, should an emergency arise, I should be able to spray this thing out. But yeah, I don't know. I don't think I can pull it off. Yeah, hey, uh, can you go outside? Somebody spit chewing tobacco all over <laughs> Donald Trump's star. This looks like someone kicked over a spittoon all over it. <laughs> shit jokes folks yeah. has anyone um, else's star ever been removed um i don't know i mean i think it would probably take a lot i mean know? surely there's been somebody that was like a big star that turned out to be like a real piece of shit that they took his star away i don't or know her star I, man that's really worth looking into but i've never i've never heard of that i mean because i mean think about it i mean i'm sure you know i'm sure like michael jackson is still there and like you know he has yeah pretty heavy record i'm sure bill cosby's is out there yeah man you know uh didn't they take it take it out did they i thought so i heard something about that that's interesting oh, i'm gonna look i don't know that if it happened later. or not yeah look it up people yeah we got some Google um to the internet no fact checking on this show <laughs> um so why did his star get shat upon well let me tell you <laughs> in case you weren't uh, aware <laughs> since since we didn't have a show last week, uh, this news is not so much news as old news, but um, he made a statement in an interview, I think, that where he said abortion should be punished yeah. if, if ruled illegal. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, if it's illegal, maybe, but... But why make it illegal in the first place? Yeah, him answering the question that way. Yeah. Uh, I mean... Not- pretty lousy. I, I, I feel like there's just nothing about that dude that should be allowed to talk <laughs> to world leaders. No. Because I think, he, I think he probably thinks things a certain way. Yeah. Like, like that statement, you know, uh, it should be illegal. I mean, if it is illegal, there should be a punishment. I mean, that's basically how the law works. Yes, technically. Yes. But that's not really what he said. He, what he said was there should be a punishment. He skipped the whole part where you have some sort of line of reasoning right. that builds to a thought. Uh-huh. And you can't just say things to Kim Jong-un like that. You know? <laughs> like, 
Oh, but, we'll we'll get to that fucking guy too. Oh, oh Jesus! God. But yeah, like that, and that's the thing that I can't understand is like you know people say he's plain spoken. Yeah, he's plain spoken, but he's like not coherent. You know? No, I I actually watched some of his uh his uh I guess most idiotic moments yeah. or whatever during interviews, and he's basically just stumbling with no thought. Yeah, it's he's, like a he's like a guy that didn't study for the test. Right? Yeah. Uh, pretty much a bullshitter. Just yeah. trying to yeah. bullshit your way through like, talking to someone about I, details. I, I kind of feel like every time I uh, can actually stomach watching him, because it, it makes me very, very angry to, yeah. to watch him. But every time I finally am able to do it, I feel like I'm watching like the high school bully that kind of made also kind of good grades, you know, and like made it through. Yeah. You know, but doesn't really have any way to back it up. Like if he had tried, he really could have done something. Yeah. <laughs> but but you know, he's like but and I just every time someone comes back with something like uh intelligent to hit him with, I like I'm almost always surprised that he doesn't like stick his thumbs in his ears and go like you know, yeah. like just or or like, you know, push his nose up at him or something because he's that childish to me. Yeah. And it just you know boggles we my mind that people want to follow this man anywhere. He reminds me of him, him and his son remind me of the villains from uh Hobo with a shotgun. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the Drake. Yeah, the Drake. Yeah. Oh man. I can't listen up, you androids. <laughs> Um, and also his, uh, campaign manager was charged with battery. Yeah. And right as that happened, they started like mudslinging against that reporter. Yeah. Just uncalled for like stupid, the presidential thing to do in that decision, like the presidential thing to do in that situation would be, well, we we should wait till all the facts are out. Mm -hmm. Not she was going to kill me. Like he he was like saying, well, she, she he said something about her like reaching for something. Like she had a pen. You and know? they they dug up her background. Yeah, and was saying like she was a a whore or some shit. Yeah, like, like that. why would you attack a journalist? See, that's what I'm saying. Like that, that's he, fascism. He, he's he's childish. You know, like just like what was it he said? Well, he started it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Who Seriously, did you say that about uh, uh Cruz? Yeah, the oh, Ted yeah, Cruz yeah, thing. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good interview. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That is a five-year-old's way of thinking, sir. <laughs> um, That's a good Anderson Cooper impression. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Clinton denies Bernie another debate. Uh, this happened last week. <laughs> yeah. But uh, nothing's really come of it except for Hillary's getting slammed for that, yeah. that decision. Yeah. Kind of ridiculous because this whole thing is. Ridiculous. They're uh, they're trying to to or Bernie's trying to get her to to debate in New York. Yeah, where he's a very small margin behind her. Yeah, and she just flat out told him no because of his tone. Yeah, quote unquote tone, and uh, he's just. I mean, that gives him the opportunity to really slam her. Yeah, you know, for being a coward, and it's he showed her record of saying in '08 uh, the candidate should should debate uh, another opponent no. anytime, anywhere. Yeah, like you should always be ready to debate. Right. Well, <laughs> I don't know. It's all. It's all. CJ's shaking his head. It's, it's it it ah it just I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I've got you tongue tied. Um, in other Clinton news, uh, the FBI case seems to be mounting yeah because there are over a hundred agents working on that case right now uh i don't know what they're working on but everybody under clinton Mm. that made the decisions about the uh server have gotten immunity at this point that's 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 huge yeah that's they're they've got something that's smoke they've got something and i don't know if anything's going to come of it i don't know i mean mean, go ahead I was going to say, I mean, you don't give people immunity for just no reason. You give people immunity because there's a chance yeah. that something could happen to them. <laughs> well, there was a CIA guy on, on Rogan, and he uh, he knew more than the average person about handling uh, uh, sensitive right. documents. And he said if anybody else had done that, they'd be in jail already. Right. So 
Uh, I don't, I don't know that something will happen to her. Um, but I think it's really interesting that the FBI might be able to change the course of American history, right? And get someone that would have won mm-hmm. to be pr- to be the presidency, right? And uh, <laughs> throw her in jail <laughs> before <laughs> she becomes president, right? That's fucking insane to me. And it's in a way, it's it's kind of scary because i mean you have to think you know on the on the side of the democratic party there are two viable candidates and you know a lot of people you know particular like a lot of undecided people are still on the fence about bernie sanders you know Mm -hmm. and and as as well they should be you know everybody's entitled their opinion so i mean what option does that give them you know whatever i mean whoever it turns out being on the republican side is not going to be good what if they give Clinton immunity in return for everything illegal everybody she's had contact with has done? <laughs> it would she would throw him under the bus in a second. Oh yeah, starters. Yeah. Like, that would be nuts. Yeah, it, it would just be like you know AIDS going into a wood chipper. Just <laughs> my split. husband killed thirty eight people right <laughs> by his own hand. <laughs> God. Ugh. That that would uh that would do a lot for comedy around the world. Yeah, I, I think this this whatever happens is going to do a lot for comedy because <laughs> at this point all we can do is laugh or kill ourselves. <laughs> I mean, it already has. I mean, David Cross is back on tour. That's true. <laughs> I mean, and what's his tour called? Make America Great Again, something yeah. like that. I mean, uh, I've said that for years. Yeah, <laughs> I, that was the only reason I wanted something big and Republican to happen is so David Cross would have more material. <laughs> Uh, William Shatner was hit with a $170 million paternity suit. Yeah, what? we talked about that. I haven't heard of this. Okay, so y- you know some details of the case? Yeah. Or uh, I, I basically just know the, the headline because I tried to, to go into the story. Right. And there were no fucking details. Yeah. I mean. There's no evidence, really. Well, the guy that that's uh suing Shatner. Mm-hmm is like a radio yeah he's some kind of radio guy in florida guy, yeah he, he, he was born in canada uh his mother was a canadian actress and you know i think he was born in like 1959 and you know you look up his mother there's no there are no photographs of his mother but there's a couple imdb credits she is traceable she does exist and you know this man is like you know but he, he was he was put up for adoption right he was put up for adoption he wasn't raised by even the mother yeah he was, he was raised by a family and the family was in florida right or were they there were it was an american family that raised him and he met uh William Shatner sometime in the eighties and, you know, explain the details of, you know, where he came from and that he believed he was his father and Shatner more like, you know, he agreed. He's like, yes, it's very possible that I, I'm your dad, you know, but you know, he's, he's vehemently denied it since then, like on on the record. So this guy is suing him for $170 million. And this man is like already in his fifties. He's a grown man. Mm -hmm. And he's like suing for what, you know, it just sounds, it seems like he's just trying to get money. Oh, that's, yeah, that's exactly what it sounds like to me. But I don't understand what his case is based on. Like why, I would what if 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 everything this guy says is true yeah why does he deserve 170 million dollars exactly just because someone said i'm not your dad <laughs> yeah it's, it's pretty insane like i, I just I, I don't understand the mentality of a grown man that like knows that this dirtbag was his father and still wants something from him you know what i mean like I mean, did the dude grow up like destitute or something? No, I mean, he, like, he, like could he, could William Shatner have like provided him a better life or something? He had Is a he good pissed? like in his biography, like on his like little website, he talks about how he loved his parents and you know he was raised well and you know he grew up and had a successful career in broadcasting and all this stuff and he's led a good life. He he's had a better life than most people on this planet, you know, and he still just wants some money. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I don't understand that. I don't understand. I just. I mean, I guess I'm just a person that like has a hard time accepting help from anyone anyway, much less, you know, like as an adult trying to sue for like what back child support or something like, I mean, but it's like, it's not like he would have even gotten that child support money. No back child support, 170 million. I don't know. I'm not, maybe that's know. with interest. Yeah, maybe. Well, <laughs> from, I mean, there, there was like a pain and stuff. Uh, it was like several different things. It's like pain and suffering and, you know. Yeah, but I mean, he clearly wasn't English. suffering yeah. too much. It's not like he was begging him for 35 years to acknowledge his existence. Right. You know, I mean, what what pain and suffering? I don't, I don't believe it. I want Captain Kirk to be my daddy. That's pretty much. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I think he's a TJ Hooker fan. Uh, <laughs> just really into Boston uh, yeah. legal. Oh God. Um, R.I.P. Gary Shandling. Right? Yeah. Yeah. 
That's a sad one. That's uh. I mean, I I remember like the th- like you know a lot of people. What was the show? Uh, what was the show on HBO? I didn't. I don't even remember the name. Uh, Larry Sanders. Well, Larry Sanders show. Yeah, everybody loved the Larry Sanders show. But like when I was a kid, I remember watching like it's Gary Shanley show. Like, yeah, me too. Like that was like the thing that I really knew him from the most. Mm-hmm. Do you know the theme song of that? I've been uh, trying to figure out what show I actually watched when I was a kid. Yeah, well, it was just, it was just like him singing, wasn't it? It was just like, it's Gary Shandling Show. I don't know. Yeah, Is it like, it's Gary Shandling Show. Is it that kind of voice? Gary Shandling Show. I don't know. Kind of? Yeah, it's, yeah, I think so. I, used, I remember I used to catch it when it was on like reruns or whatever yeah on like channel 20 yeah well I, like something. we watch it before like school like yeah. in kindergarten or whatever but yeah yeah i just i'm thinking of like a it was like a live stage show yeah but it was recorded with an audience yeah and he would drive a little car around yeah it, it was like, the set it was like something? a live sitcom but they were like aware that they were on a sitcom kind of right and he was the actor in it yeah and like they, they would like, like he would break the fourth wall and like talk to the i audience. gotta i gotta look that up man. you should look it up i'm it's, so I mean, fucking confused yeah. right now yeah, uh, I, watched, I watched the thing about uh it was conan o'brien talking about um i want to say it was when he met shandling mm-hmm. uh, it was right after uh you know when conan got the tonight show and then got it taken away from him yeah and everything went to shit for him and mm-hmm. so he was really super stressed out and all this and his wife said you know we should take a vacation so you can relax and i'm pretty sure they went to hawaii yeah that's what it was they went to hawaii and so they checked into this hotel and they were supposed to, he was supposed to be there for like a week with his wife and his kids or whatever to relax and uh he gets this phone call to his hotel room and it was gary shandling he said hey i saw you checking in i'm staying in the same hotel you know uh we should we should meet and so he's like oh wow okay so he goes and he meets gary shandling and like he told like they became really fast friends told him about how it was going to everything was going to be okay and all this and they they ended up he ended up spending the entire week hanging out with gary shandling and not his phone family <laughs> like they went uh like i said like the very last day before they were gonna they were gonna leave the two of them were like on this secluded <laughs> this secluded beach and it was like this really calm thing they were just relaxing and he said he rolled over and looked at gary shandling and said something about uh um, you know, this is the most romantic uh, feeling I've ever had in my life, and I'm spending it with you and not my own family. You know, <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, he was actually supposed to get uh, David Letterman's show. Oh, really? Yeah, like uh, after uh, this was in the '80s, I think. Whenever uh, Letterman was going to move, uh, like he was like Gary Shandling was offered that slot, and he just turned it down. Hmm. He was like, "Nah, I don't want to do it." Huh. Yeah. Wow. Good for him. Yeah. yeah. He, he he just he knew that he didn't want that kind of job, so yeah. he just didn't do it. And that's the like, responsibility for yeah. the, for those shows are fucking tremendous. Yeah. It's like a Saturday Night Live every fucking night. every day. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't imagine like having to write that. Yeah. You know, it's gotta be nuts. Uh, let's see. Have you seen the new Tarzan trailer? <laughs> I didn't see. I mean, there was a <laughs> teaser for it, right? I don't even really know anything about it. Eh. They're remaking uh, Greystoke, Grey The Stoke? Legend of Tarzan. Yeah. yeah, I loved that movie as a kid. So did I. I don't know why they're redoing. Well, well, like there's money to be made. I'm sure. Yeah, I, I, th- I think that like whenever you watch the trailer, basically, I mean, what's the movie like? He, like you know, Tarzan has gone back to London, and now he has to go back to the jungle. Yeah. So like whenever you think about it, basically they just remade Hook. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the same. Which thing. is that's see that's what I called the 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 Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. It was the same exact thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, you got to come back. I don't remember who I am. <laughs> oh, well, let's remind you. Oh, yeah. And then everyone fought with swords. Ah. That was both of those movies. Wow. <laughs> makes sense. So that, makes sense. That's a trick. When you got to remake something, just remake Hook. Just remake Hook, man. But this one is made by uh, Warner Brothers. No, Paramount? Paramount? Yeah, I think Paramount owns Tarzan. It's either Paramount or Warner Brothers, and it doesn't look like they got the the handle on uh, all the CGI no. uh, motion type stuff. Man. Who's who's playing Tarzan? Anybody? Uh, uh, isn't it Alexander Skarsgård? Oh, yeah, it is yeah. Skarsgård. It's isn't fucking it? ridiculously like built in this yeah. movie. Uh, uh, Jesus. Well, they'll make their money. He's no Just, Christopher Lambert. That's all I have to say. <laughs> that was another one I used to watch on Channel 20. What? They used to show that on Channel 20 oh, and Channel 26 on Sunday afternoons. It showed yeah. Greystoke yeah. all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they did. They used to like, show just weird, random movies. Like, all the, like You know who's doing that now, though? The El Rey Network. Oh, yeah. You're They're showing all of those movies now. Right. Like I've been watching like uh this past weekend like I've been catching little bits of this uh, marathon. It's like for it's called April Ghoul's Day or whatever, and it's, they're showing like the Ghoulies movies and like Critters and just like just like the randomest like <laughs> B-rate science fiction Critters. And like earlier this week, they showed uh like the newest Universal Soldier movie, and it's great. <laughs> God damn it's it! So Brennan. good. <laughs> it's... You just lost all credibility. <laughs> I, I swear to God, dude! Like 
There, there's like this a, is the one with Dolph Lundgren in it, right? Oh, yeah, Dolph Lundgren and, and Van Damme are both in it. And it's a different guy it. that's the protagonist, but like, there's a fight in this movie that's just as good as like the hammer fight in the hallway from Old Boy. <laughs> really? I swear up. to God. I swear to God. But uh, Van Damme's a bad guy in this, right? yeah, because he was reprogrammed. Yeah, he reprogrammed, and he, like the everybody I'm, that's from I'm the old movies so is so disappointed in you right now. I don't care. I've seen I've seen that movie. I don't care. You're wrong. Uh, uh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> what movie was it that you said was terrible? Deadpool. Late, most Deadpool. movies. Most God movies. Damn it, Brennan. I don't care. Deadpool sucks, but Universal Soldiers Five is fantastic. Yep. Okay. I stand by it. All right, and we're gonna move on. Friend questions. Cool. Who wants to start? Let me start. Okay. If there is only one possible unified theory <laughs> that is just a set of rules and equations, what is it that breathes fire into these equations and makes a universe for them to describe? Why does the why does the universe go to all the bother of existing? Is it a unified theory so compelling that it brings about its own existence, or does it need a creator? And if so, who created him? Uh yes. Well, I feel like oh. just just an observation of that theory, you're essentially the creator of the theory. But I don't know. I, I don't feel like I feel like like all of these like theories and like, you know, the whole construct of mathematics and all that stuff is just basically a value that we assign to things that are already pre existing. So essentially, you know, human intellect is what raises fire into all of that. When you fart, is that you is that a part of you turning into a gas? It's a chemical reaction that happens within this particular bundle of guts but is that a part of you is your dna in a fort i don't don't that is a great question great question i think i just answered it yeah so how about that kevin how about Uh, you find that out yeah get Get back back to to us us. (laughs) (laughs) okay uh let's see we got one here from eric eddy did you ever play the nes game taboo and what was your impression of it uh I was not allowed to play the NES game Taboo, as it was a tarot card reading simulation, and uh, that was evil and the devil. So I never, I don't even know what you're talking yeah. about. Uh, basically, it was, it was like this NES game that was like a, uh, it was like a tarot kind of, I don't know. You a- you asked it questions. Yeah. You you know you a- you asked a question and then you hit like A and it would you know do a tarot card reading and then you know it's just like a horoscope you know you make it work to whatever your yeah answer or your hmm. question is you know like oh my god it knows what i asked you yeah know? i mean then, unless you it's like cards of humanity but boring <laughs> no <laughs> no. <laughs> no i mean literally i mean it was literally a tarot card i mean you ever yeah. had your tarot read oh gotcha yeah gotcha. that's exactly okay. what it was yeah i, I mean I, I basically was not allowed to play that game kind of for the same reasons you know i guess you know. but i was allowed to watch like horribly violent movies yeah whoa Ooh, no muffler on that truck vroom vroom yowza Okay, Kevin Rawlings asks, if you could watch any two celebrities fight, who would they be? Let's see. I would like to see Stephen Hawking inside of like the little mech thing from Ali- from Aliens. Yeah. Against um like Mike Tyson. <laughs> that's a lot of limbs to control with your breathing. <laughs> well, that's that's going to be the challenge. It's it's his game is it's got to be all cardio, yeah. see? Oh, okay. And I um, you know, against, and, who? Mike against Tyson? Mike Tyson, yeah, and he's a heavy hitter, so you know, Wait, okay, Mike Tyson versus a mech? Versus versus Stephen Hawking in like a like a, a power loader from Alien. Like the little yellow thing with the claws. Man, that'd be a really short fight. Well, I don't know, it could go either way. It could go either way because, you know, like I said, you know, Tyson's a heavy hitter. He's not a cardio guy. If Hawking is a, has enough cardio to make that happen, to make to move those limbs, he could give him a run for his money. But if, you know, does, does he, Stephen Hawking have uh, time to practice? Well, yeah, of course. There's got to be training. He's going to shove him I mean, him he's a physicist. And... He's not. He, he's a physicist with a crippling disease. we got to get let him train a little bit. <laughs> all, all it would take is one time where he is a little too slow to get something to move, and Mike Tyson can get right up in there, knock him once in the face, and it's game over. That's true. I would just go across the room and wait. <laughs> like come to me and he'll be tired by the time he gets there <laughs> yeah um cj do you have i man that's a, that's a really good that's a really good question i don't know like i honestly i mean this is kind of lame but i mean honestly i'd like to see like um anyone that actually knows how to fight beat up donald trump right now i think that's pretty much oh, it that's how angry he makes me <laughs> the news the news got to see <laughs> I would like to see Gary Busey fight Nick Nolte. Wow. Man, see, you guys' answers are so much see better. See who's the poor man's who. 
<laughs> that's a true battle for supremacy right there i like that it's okay. funny because I, I mean i'm sure i'm not the only one but i get those two confused yeah exactly. a lot. they're both raspy um brennan okay let's see uh kimberly barnes asks because you guys are dudes what is the worst way you've hurt your dot 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 lightsaber and grenades at the same time um i guess and or because i was actually thinking about this on the way over like i don't think i've ever like hurt just my penis i mean like i mean yeah you zip up every now and then but like yeah but it's not like i mean getting hit in the yeah. dick doesn't hurt as bad as getting hit in the balls yeah <laughs> i mean there, there's like you know gravity and you know the fact that you're kind of on a joint hanging down you know yeah. there's a, there's all kinds of things that make it really easy to hurt your balls but like i don't think that anyone's ever like punched me or like injured my penis in a way like i mean i guess outside of like you know a sex act that yeah. you know is really meaningful but uh what <laughs> i have a great answer okay go ahead uh the worst way i've ever hurt my junk was self-inflicted ah <laughs> brennan was there yeah how old were we 19 yeah like 18 or 19 18, 19 yeah it's around the time that fight club came out <laughs> and uh brennan and jason and myself we were really big into uh just the whole you know uh tyler durden mentality you know hit rock bottom to build yourself back up you know try something new do crazy shit all the time and we were getting in fights with each other all and that's another story yeah another time another but uh we got to where we were hitting ourselves like on purpose like for shock value to freak other people out i mean me and jason were coming home with self-inflicted black eyes and things like that and uh one day we were sitting in brennan's old bedroom at at your dad's house and who was it somebody said i've never hit myself in the balls before that was probably me that sounds like a thing i would instigate and (laughs) so we all and correct me if i'm wrong here so we all decided that we would do it yeah one at a time yeah and so i think brennan went yeah and then jason went and then it was my turn, but I was real stupid. Not that this was the smartest thing ever, but uh, they were standing up when they did it. And I was uh, laying on the ground. And so I just rear back and just punched myself right in the junk. But uh, it also, uh, I crushed my balls in between my fist and the floor. <laughs> and uh, it hurt really, really bad. And uh, I thought I was going to throw up. Yeah. And I think it was about that time that you guys started laughing because I'm pretty sure you guys faked it. I didn't fake mine. Okay. Well, Jason faked it. Jason, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And yeah. And so I'm writhing in pain on the floor <laughs> because I, uh, you know, I punched myself in the balls and that was the worst, hmm. the worst. <laughs> uh, I had a 2002 Toyota Solera. And when I got out of that thing, I think, yeah, I was living with y'all yeah. with you and Kara. And uh, when I got out of it, it has these two little ramps on the side of the seat. Mm. Well, the car sits real low. And for some reason, I didn't get out of the car, like stand up. I kind of slid. And (laughs) that little ramp, like my balls got stuck there and my legs just kept going. Wow. And I just, I really fucked myself up. Yeah. And that was like, it was excruciating pain. And it lasted for a long time. Wow. Like weeks. That's Uh, awful. I think I actually damaged my nuts. (laughs) (laughs) God. Oh, God. Um, That's it for that. Okay. Um, Well, more? I got one. Okay. Uh, Bobby Stevenson White asks, uh, reading anything good? What's what's your favorite book to recommend? Hmm. Okay. uh, Right now, I have started the awful slog that is that is infinite jest oh man really yeah it's 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 tough uh i'm 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 only about 40 pages into it i almost bought that book recently yeah and i read like the first page and i was like there's no there's no reason for me to buy this i can't do it well the thing is it's great like the actual text of it is great but there are no paragraph breaks for like sometimes up to 10 pages oh so you're just like in there if you don't do it you're just not gonna have anywhere to stop and you'll either have to start over or you just got to push through and keep yeah. going to get to a stopping point but yeah I'm, I'm doing that right now uh as far as things that i would recommend to people um i don't know i it, it kind of depends on who the person is and what stage of their life they're in yeah. you know like for like a person that's like 18 like i would always recommend reading on the road by jack kerouac that's you know i, I think that's a cornerstone and you know i've never read that you should it, it's great yeah it's, it's just about this dude that comes back from the war and he just starts traveling with these like you know beatniks yeah basically and it's it's great it's an amazing book and i think if you're that age you know that's a good way to start out in the world right it's like with that in your head but i don't know anybody else um i have a really bad habit of getting books and starting them 
and then putting them down for whatever reason and never picking them back up again. Yeah. Um, I'm trying really hard to not do that right now because of uh, I've got two friends that I was in the military with that have written books. Um, one of them has asked me and a few other people to, uh, he called us his beta readers. <laughs> so he gave us a, a, a Google document link and we can make corrections and, you know, comments on things and stuff like that. And so I'm kind of reading, reading through that right now. Um, I don't want to mention names or anything since it's, you know, hopefully one day it'll get published or whatever. But, yeah. and then, uh, another friend of mine, who's was my old boss from the air force. He just got a book, you know, he's self-published, but he got a, got them all printed up in paperback and he sent me a signed copy and all that. And it's yeah. a fantasy book. So I try to start reading that soon. Um, I used to read so much, but, uh, I don't know, hopefully, Hopefully I'm going to get back into it uh, since I have to get glasses. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that's why I can't read anything for too long cuz I start getting tired or get a headache, you know. Yeah. But uh no, I think the book that I usually I mean I read a lot of comic books, but that isn't really that's not the same. But uh, as far as things that I would recommend, I almost always recommend uh American Gods by uh so Neil Gaiman, right? Neil Gaiman. Yeah. One of my favorite books ever. Um they're supposed to be working on a a series I think for Showtime maybe but uh it's great um it's about uh all the old gods that were worshipped into existence and all the like all the different cultures um when those people uh came over to America the gods followed them and now they just exist without any worship because people you know picked up other you know belief systems and things like that so you've got uh like these uh ifrits you know these like fire demons or whatever or like disguising themselves as like uh like arab men and being cab drivers in new york and <laughs> you know just trying to make ends meet and there's like this war ends up uh kind of coming on between the old gods that were worshipped into existence and uh the new gods that we have created by worshiping things that we don't realize we worship like the media and the internet and TV and things like that. And they don't like each other. And it's, it's a great book. It's fantastic. Yeah. That's actually pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I Uh, love that book. I don't really read. So I got no comment on that one. Oh, bummer. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What else we got? Uh, Bobby Stevenson white asks, what is your absolute most prized possession? You know, this is my, I got nothing on it because I could really take or leave most everything that I own. I, I, I can't imagine. I, I really can't think of a single thing that I could not shed right now. Like uh, if like if I had to like drop and move, like if I could just like pack a couple changes of underwear and socks, that'd be all right. Give me your boots, your clothes, <laughs> and your motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I just, I really don't care for things. Never really have. I, I don't know. I've got things. I mean, I'm sure my wife could say that there's something that I would, you know, hate to get rid of or whatever. But over the years, I mean, especially having kids and seeing how things get broken, mm-hmm. you kind of get used to getting over it because things get broken. Right. You know, and I don't know, like a while, like a while back, one of my kids uh, uh, broke my laptop. I had a MacBook and he stepped on it and broke it. And I was furious for a couple of hours. And then I just got over it. And I was just like, you know what? That's replaceable. And my kid isn't. You know, so I don't know. Maybe my kids, I can say that. Well, they're not possessions. Really. Yeah, they are. I own them. You don't own them. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> You're no. responsible for them. But <laughs> that's debatable. Well, I mean, responsible. Yeah. No, no. I, yeah. See, that's just a, that's a tough thing. I mean, it's not it's not that they're like a possession. I guess. Yeah. The things that I the things that I cherish the most in my life aren't possessions. I guess you could say that. Yeah. So, yeah, I think uh, maybe when you reach a certain age or something, it just seems to matter a little less. Cause, yeah. I mean, I actually have things that I'm passionately possessing, right. you know, but if something were to happen, I would, you know, like maybe if I lost my job, right. that shit's out of here, you yeah. know, and uh, I really wouldn't, Yeah, it wouldn't devastate me, you yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, Man, it, you could really just, probably just not work for about a year. It's just symbolic <laughs> stuff. Eh, that's whatever. Yeah. Oh, wait, I really like my car. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, whatever, like I would be really upset about that. Yeah, that, that's, that's, a, cool. that's a really nice car. It's a very, it's beautiful <laughs> in my driveway. I'm a fan. <laughs> Uh, Kevin Rawlings asks, <laughs> oh, Jesus. oh, Kevin, oh, Kevin, uh, considering what, wait, sorry, maybe I'm not the, maybe one of you readers should Here, I got it. read this. Okay. Considering that consciousness is a result of the firing of neurons within a purely physical system. What is it that produces the subjective qualitative experiential side of reality that we call consciousness? Why does consciousness exist? If we created an advanced form of AI that could surpass human intelligence, which most futurists believe is not a question of if, but when, 
would it be conscious or would it merely appear to be conscious from the outside? I mean, I, I think that, let's see, let's see, experience side of really. Um, that hurt my brain. Yeah, it's a, there's a lot well, going on in this question. You really only have to read the last sentence. Everything else is just fancy mumbo jumbo. <laughs> Ooh. Sorry, Kevin. <laughs> um, would AI be consciousness or look like consciousness um see i mean well, it's, i feel like ai would be consciousness it would just be it would exist in a completely different system it's like rather than having you know all of the chemical reactions that we have in our brain it's going to be purely mathematical yeah and you know experiential and like learning based if yeah, yeah i mean that's the thing if you can truly teach something to learn yeah then that's and, and use that knowledge yeah. in a logical manner i mean i would i would consider that consciousness yeah. i mean consciousness is not exclusive to biology i think and if you think that way you're giving too much credit for consciousness i think yeah uh i, I think people like a lot like to apply maybe a more metaphysical value to consciousness like you know they think that you know just the idea of like you know when you pass the spirit leaves the body and transfers off and you know does something else and you know and i think who's to say it doesn't but who's to say it does you know, i think when ai know. actually becomes conscious uh the value of consciousness is probably going to go down because AI will probably be the first thing to recognize they're just another thing or yeah. that thing. Or maybe gonna be... the physical body, like the value of that will go down. You know, maybe consciousness will become king. Right. You know, well, maybe, maybe that'll completely change the way that we interact with the world. That's scary. It is, but it's also really interesting. It is. Especially I mean, considering that we would be the generation that got to experience both. Oh, man. I just don't want us to turn into, uh, like, you've seen that movie Wally. Yeah. <laughs> you know how, like, nobody can get out of a chair and they don't have to anymore. Yeah. Or even, um, what's that? There's that book, Ready Player One. Yeah. That's coming out. Oh, yeah. That's a good book. Have you kind. seen Ex Machina? Yeah. Oh, great, not. great movie. I mean, there's, you haven't? No. Oh, you oh. should, man. It's great. I'm telling you, man, I live in the world of minimal internet. <laughs> <laughs> We're but, like 20 steps away from watching a crazy movie. That's if good. If you want to check it out. Uh, uh, let's but, see what time. Okay. Yeah. And uh, in Ready Player One, everybody is like logged into this. Uh, it's essentially, it started off as like a video game, but now it's got literally everything ever. Yeah. And you can go and experience anything. Like you want to watch your favorite TV shows from the eighties. You can, do you want to be the main character in it? You can, but that's where people go for their jobs. That's where people go to school. Everybody's just constantly logged into this VR thing. And that kind of idea freaks me out, man. Like people not ever actually physically leaving anywhere and going anywhere. They're all yeah. just in the net, man. So if you, it's the matrix. I don't want to do that. If you have, <laughs> if you have the consciousness to live inside your own mind, that's basically what we're doing right now. That is true. I never thought of it. That you know? way. Yeah. It's like, like just using something else as your body. Like, what does it matter that we're like, you know, manipulating objects in three dimensional space if we can experience essentially the same thing in a virtual space? But what would be the point of even going to work when you could be in the Bahamas? Yeah. Like in well, spearfishing or some shit. Well, I mean, you know, it's possible that the entire concept of work and what we do in this world becomes irrelevant. You know, right. that that's that's eventually so that's what's eventually supposed to be the end goal of technology anyway, is we're supposed to like have all of these great things to make our lives easier and to like create, you know, systems of uh what's the word I'm looking for of uh non-scarcity you know that's supposed to be the end goal we're supposed to never want for anything and well, that was the goal in the 60s well I, of and, automated yeah uh factories and I, actually that's going to lead into what we have to talk about for tinfoil tirades tinfoil well. tirades coming right up folks yeah UFOs see ghost crazy unexplained shit it's a tinfoil tirade Okay, uh, yeah, for a tinfoil tirade, uh, let's go ahead and get into this. Uh, there was a study that was done by the National Academy of Sciences that was showing that uh, less educated uh, middle-aged white people are dying in, uh, at a faster rate than any other country like in the, in the westernized world in America right now. Like, it's like exponentially higher than any other, like, you know, first world country. And what they're citing is, it's like, uh, the main causes of death for these people have been suicide, drugs, and alcohol poisoning. So essentially what's happening, because people are, uh, because like a lot of jobs in like the manufacturing sec like sector and construction and all this stuff have been fading away and just evaporating, they're not coming back. People are basically turning to these things and dying of despair. Whoa. I mean, That's it, heavy. Yeah, and, and this, this is like, this has only been since the year 2000, since like the start of the Bush administration. <laughs> Seriously, like come the, on. This man. is this is where the study started. They started in the year 2000 and up until I think it was like uh, 2012. Wow. 
So like people are just dying like at insane rates because there's just nothing for people of like a certain level of intellect to do. You know, they they just can't work anymore. It just feels like and it feels like they have nothing left to live. There's for. just nothing for yeah. There's nothing for them to fill their life with. Those the, the only things they were qualified to do are gone. So God, you know, it's a bummer. Man. And it's because the world is evolving so fast, like so quickly. You know, like things are you know jobs have been outsourced and you know technology has been able to you know reproduce the results that you know human labor would normally do. And that's supposed to be the end goal. But the problem is right now is there's nothing to care for those people. It's crazy because like if you think about it, it's uh, kind of means that. It's it's kind of like what we're afraid of happening, you know, like the robots are going to take over and yeah. kill everyone. It's well, just happening in a different way. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, man. But it's just brown people are going to take over. Well, <laughs> well, labor is becoming more and more irrelevant. Right. You know, and Did that- you see that robot that can pick shit up and put it on a shelf and not get well if it gets kicked over it gets itself upright again no oh, so, oh no yeah. it's just like a robot that's like it's warehousing Dar- darpa is darpa likes to make a robot that gets kicked over and gets back up what's up with that <laughs> like they keep making like these soldiers and dogs and like spiders that you can kick them over and they well, get right back up that's well, like the this, big test this thing's like uh like an egg with arms and legs like i feel like they, i feel like they need to make a robot that like we can kick over so at least like we'd have a way to stop it should things get back yeah i mean like did you see the one the one little robot that's like this big yeah and it you know you give it uh vocal commands and uh it assesses the situation and it'll figure out the best way to do it and if it knows that it's gonna like fall off the table by following your command it'll tell you no yeah wow yeah it's like no that will that will result in harm to me or or something like that yeah yeah and it'll just sit down so how do we tie your story in to ufos (laughs) how do we tie it into ufos uh i don't know that's why they're abducting white people and taking their genetic uh, (laughs) material jesus (laughs) what what were you talking about uh i I know where you're getting at you're talking about the moon base right Uh uh-huh okay like uh, yeah i told you about that the the moon base on the dark side of the moon that like one of my coworkers believes in right no okay oh man this is great yeah but i mean this is a guy i mean he's a good guy is he a white uh lower education no he, he's a very very intelligent man okay okay but, go ahead. Yeah, he, we're still just trying to tie it in yeah I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to tell the story without naming too many names or anything but um basically you know he and i we'd worked together for a couple of months and never really had had much of a conversation there were like at one point there were three of us working in this office and the third went to another city to work so he's just gone now and now it's just me and him and uh we were talking about politics or conspiracy stuff you know just kind of like like you kind of offhandedly do occasionally with your co-workers mm-hmm. and he just casually mentioned to me about a conspiracy theory that there were there's a, ba- a base on the moon and uh manual labor is being performed there and it's being performed by people who believe you know like you know you, you the people that are abducted by aliens are always you know kind of like your 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 midwest rube you know like just for lack of a better term <laughs> You know, just like, it's just like a person that's just like, you know, oh, I saw a UFO and it sucked me up in the ship and I don't remember nothing. You know, he believes that that's where those people are going. They're being forced into manual labor up there and then returned. Hmm. Yeah. So that's crazy. Essentially, the people, essentially the people coming for me, that's fucking crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Mr. UFO meeting over here. But yeah. So basically the people who would be, you know, dying of despair, as I put it, uh, like are the prime candidates to be working in the slave colony on the moon. Wow. So if you want to tie it into UFOs, that's one way you could do it. That, <laughs> and if you tie that into conspiracy theory, maybe the Chevy plants are closing on perp. <laughs> <laughs> we got to wow. get that moon base built. Let's just close our plant down in Iowa. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he believes they were like mining some mineral up there. That's like, you know, like helium three. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I don't actually it's really weird because i watched that movie moon today so like oh really yeah that's kind of what made me think about that that's cool yeah yeah this this was a good uh tenfold tirade you got anything to add cj nope (laughs) it's fun to listen (laughs) i'm surprised this wasn't more depressing (laughs) that's really kind of the direction the the actual story goes but (laughs) we're just like no we're like no ufos (laughs) let's do this yeah it's actually uh more people are dying of helium-3 poisoning (laughs) dude if it turns out you heard it first <laughs> Crack the case. <laughs> I'm glad you put dude in the front of that sentence. <laughs> um, you guys got anything to to add before we close the show? Mm, nope. Uh, I am. Uh, 
drawing a lot more again, so I'm going to try to start getting into some shows. I saw there's that Tim Burton show coming up in October, so I think that'll give me plenty of time to... <laughs> I hope have, so. Do you have a place for people to see your artwork? What? Like online or anything? Oh, uh, no, not... not yeah, I mean, I have an Instagram, but, I mean, it's also got not artwork on it. Uh, I'm working on... I'm going to actually plan on turning that Instagram into just my art Instagram, and I'll give you guys a name once I get more stuff up on there. And But, like, right now, I'm mainly just I'm drawing pictures of like marvel characters and giving them to people and cool. you know and that's it and just really getting a better feel with these markers and you know just getting my getting my hand back because i haven't been drawn for you know i stopped drawing there for a while and can't really do it that well anymore but other than that it comes back pretty quick yeah it's coming back brennan uh no nothing the ghost of brennan birch yeah it's that's that's my instagram i love uh, it i love it but yeah uh i'm actually should have submitted my piece to that sicker show today but i didn't god damn it so are we still gonna be able to do the table i don't know <laughs> did you pay for it well i mean it's it's like it was kind of like owed to me from another show that ended up not happening like the monster uh, show whenever it flooded out you know oh yeah 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 so, sounds um, good yeah i don't right, know i've everybody. had I, i've had a really hectic week so i haven't gotten anything done i'm sure gotcha. they will understand yeah uh i showed a guy from brooklyn uh, who will be on the next show? Um, Insomnia. Yeah, and he was very happy to be there. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> he was a gamer. Ah, so. there you go. I still need so to go like, check wow. that place out. It's a cool place. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, that's the show. And thanks to LoneStarButtons.com. And gently go fuck yourself. Oh, <laughs>